What is going on, Notre Dame fans? Mike Singer and Tim Hyde live here on YouTube. Appreciate everyone uh, tuning in with us live. And for those uh, watching back, hope that you are, are doing well on this um, Saturday. Um, as we record this, Tim, what do you think about the game? 41 to 17. Any thoughts? Uh, no, I mean, we'll get it's just start yapping, start getting into it. Um, the game before Ohio State, you're playing Central Michigan. You've, you've, you know, coming off a really obviously physical road game last week, their first true opponent, let's say, last week. Got the big win on the road, came back. Lack of focus, tension to detail, all the coaching cliches, and you still went 41 17. It was sloppy. You know, defense, you know, was bad a bunch. It is, I mean, they just were. I was, I was, I mean, they played with their backup quarterback and it was a one score game at halftime. Mm-hmm. But Notre Dame is Notre Dame, better athletes over the course of 60 minutes. And it showed the second half and, you know, a bunch of mistakes here and there. But overall, they did what they had to do, right? Come out of this game. And now it is t- prime time next week. So, Let's start talking about the Buckeyes. We'll obviously talk about this game and, you know, plenty of positives, plenty of negatives, uh, you know, when you look around. Yep. So, but overall, hey, heck of a win. And at the end there, at the, I mean, five straight games over 40 points. As yep. long as this game was, five straight games over 40 points going back to the bowl game. So let's dive into some of it. Biggest concerns from this game, right? I know you don't want to spend a whole, like, all right, like everything's Ohio State, but you learned about the football team from this kind of game. So, and then the three games prior, obviously, what are your concerns? You got it written down? Yeah, I think I wrote this down the second quarter. Um, I mean, let's let's be brutally honest here. The, the biggest concern is can this team generate a pass rush? And a, a consistent one, a dominant one, a one that's going to go win a, games against these top 10 teams they're going to be playing coming up. Um it's, you know, do they have to blitz? Do they have to bring constantly five, six guys to create pressure? Uh, you know, I have, I mean, there's major question marks if you're just looking at the front four generating heat against, a, you know, a five-man protection, let's say, next week going into Ohio State. So that's, I noticed it earlier. Um, you know, I was charting, you know, I, I've been charting, you know, when they go dime, especially dime just to see who's getting pressure. Not a lot of pressure in the dime today. Obviously, I'll go back, rewatch it, whatnot. Ohio, Ohio State, geez, geez, Mike, lay that. I'm already thinking of that. Central Michigan don't have the, the most physically looking, imposing offensive linemen, and they were blocking the heck out of Notre Dame on pass on pass blocking. So that, that was a big, big surprise to me. So, Okay. Uh, we already got a super chat from Trash. It says, decent win. I have a sinking feeling. Um, that the odds will be extra stacked against us. Big Ten refs who want Ohio State in the playoffs. Interview team with ACC who wants our streak snapped. So let's get the job done. Um, we're not the conspiracy theory show, so we're not going to dive into that. But um, yeah, um, I mean the odds are going to. I mean let's. Just, I mean let's just be brutally honest. The odds are going to be stacked because it, first off, it's the name. It's Ohio State. But I'm telling you guys. We'll dive into this during the week. We could get into it a little bit tonight if there's questions, if people want to super chat away and ask questions. I've, I have the game being taped right now, and I, but I have broken down their first two games. I'm telling you, man, the Buckeyes could be beaten. They really can't. They got dudes. They're not, you know, they're not, they're not an 8-4 Ohio State team. They have guys. Their quarterback could chuck it. But I'm telling you, going into next week, this is, a, this is an Ohio State team that Notre Dame can win. Whatever you saw today, the previous – there's a ton of positives from this Notre Dame uh, football team over the course of four games. There is a lot. It is a di- completely different team than last year. So they're going to go into next week. They're going to be jacked up, ready to roll. I don't think the refs are going to be out to get Notre Dame. I think it's going to be a rock em, sock em, top 10 matchup. So I don't think the refs are going to be out to get them. But uh, so biggest positives from uh, – and Trash, really do appreciate oh, the $20 sure. super chat. Biggest sure. positives, I mean – Tim, this is interesting. I've, I've I've seen some people be like, man, in, in the past couple of games, man, we're only scoring on some of these big plays. Where's can our drop? Can we our offense sustain a, a good drive? And I'm just like, yeah. all we've been playing about for years is n- not big play offense. And Tim, yeah. no, go I ahead. mean, 
how about let's see there i know there's a stat home big plays okay 232 of sam's passing yards went on four plays 75 yards to merriweather 76 yards to tyree 39 yards to thomas and 42 yards to flores pretty good oh, exactly exactly and then you take in some of the runs there's a lot of big plays today yeah the 270s are obviously huge to kickstart the game and get the the mojo going and and whatnot no they're Notre Dame can sustain drives. They've done it this year. I mean, I was, I'll be honest with you. I was excited right before halftime. I'm like, are we going to see another two, two minute drive from the Irish? And then obviously they got it in, took a knee. There's no need to try and rush it down there, but uh, no, I mean, lots of positives uh, today. You know, they, you know, they ran the ball good. Hey, a lot of really good pass blocking today. The biggest, which is, which then goes into a negative or something that wasn't good was how much Hartman had to hold the ball. I, to me, that was another concern. He had to hold the ball. So is that dudes not getting open against central Michigan? I found that interesting because he had, I mean, what, six to eight, let's say holds had to move around and scramble. It's going to happen in the course of a football game. Don't get me wrong. I just found that compared to the previous three games today was the most he's had to hold the ball and look for guys. Uh, interesting. And, and folks, this is, it's 6.02 PM Eastern time as we record this. So maybe you're watching this back later. Maybe you're, um, listening the next day or the day after via podcast, but I don't know if you guys have been checking in on the, the Alabama USF game, but I mean, USF is a bad team. USF grad here, bad team. Buckner went 5 of 14, 34 passing yards, 11 yards rushing on two carries, got pulled. I don't, and I know there was a, a delay there, but that's against USF. I don't know what's going on there, but I can't say that I haven't been, I, and I haven't watched any of the footage, but I can't say I haven't had the, 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 the box score on refresh on my phone throughout the, uh, the afternoon, but. Definitely interesting what's going on there. Uh, a couple super chats. Uh, what is what is concern of stopping Ohio State's run versus Notre Dame defensive line? O line looked better late, but seemed even first half. But but okay, O line looked better late, but seemed even for okay. I, I don't understand your sentence. I fear Ohio State D line could dominate. Blake looks average. Thoughts, Tim? I'll tell you what, Blake, I mean, he had a hold. By the way, four offensive line holdings today. It was just atrocious. Coogan had one. Stays, obviously, on the touchdown callback. Fisher had one. And then uh, Rocco had one, which they just uh, declined on a on a pass rush. But, uh, yeah, Fish, hey, Fisher today, it's funny. That's, that's one of my notes I got here. Fisher's best game. You know, I'd be curious to see what the PFF grades are. He was just mauling guys out there. And the one hold he had, it was, once again, his hands were high. It was hand placement. And he looked like he probably just thought he could just kick the living crap out of this guy and didn't move his feet and he got a hold. Other than that, yeah, Ohio, Ohio State's D-line's good. Hall, number 51's a stud. But once again, I've, I've my biggest takeaway from Ohio State is the overhype of the D-ends. Not been overly impressed with those guys, their D-ends this year so. I think Notre Dame's going to be fine. The concern going into next week is the guards. Just be brutally honest. Coogan Spindler versus Ohio State, who has some dudes inside. Okay. Really appreciate the super chat, Mike. And then we had one from Keith, um, who says, I love the show. Thanks, Go Irish. Well, Keith, really appreciate um, the $13.99, my friends. Uh, really love the, love the supports. Um, going through some of my notes, Tim. Sure. That touchdown Tobias had, I won't say it's the easiest he's ever had, but it's definitely the easiest from 75 yards out. So, and then he had that nice little, like an outbreaking route he had. Um, so for Tobias Merriweather, uh, two receptions, 81 yards and a touchdown on three targets. Love to see that for Tobias. I don't know if he's ever going to be like a seven plus reception guy, a game for Notre Dame, um, the, at least this season with, with the way that uh Hartman spreads the ball around and maybe some of Merriweather's inconsistencies, but took the top off the defense. It was terrible defense, and I don't know where Central Michigan's safety help was, but uh he took the top off the defense. 
Yeah, yeah, that's Notre Dame will. That's by far and away the, the worst secondary. Uh, Tennessee State had better secondary than, than uh, Central Michigan. They uh, especially on the Tyree one, the free safety because they play so much middle safety. He jumped Tobias because Tobias had scored earlier, and Tyree was just free as could be on on his touchdown. But uh, it's nice to see anytime you get a seventy-five yard touchdown play, someone's gonna slip and fall. Heck. Uh, Marvin Harrison last week against Youngstown State. The corner literally fell. Marvin Harrison goes 75 yards. So you take them when you get them because they're hard to get by. But, uh, no, not nice for Tobias. Tobias, you're right. He's not going to be one of those eight catches, 11 catch, Michael Floyd type guy. He's got to be a guy that that just has to extend, you know, get some posts, get some go routes, extend secondaries. He's going to be huge uh, next week because they're going to – they're going to get massive press on the outside, and there's, they're going to have to take shots uh, some at some point next week, which is fine. They're going to get a lot of man from those Buckeye corners. Tim, I've got a question for you. Sure. Are you a displaced corporate executive, or, or are you wanting to put your career in your own hands? I wish. Tim, are you an, are you an entrepreneur? Today, Junior. Are you an experienced entrepreneur wanting to diversify? Well, Andy Ludicky can help you out. Andy is a huge college sports fan and a franchise veteran, having owned multiple franchises and businesses using Andy's expertise. He helps others find their American dream through a very thorough consultation and evaluation process. Give Andy a call, uh, 404-973-9901 and put your life and career in your own hands. And best of all, his services are 100% free to you. So what do you have to lose? Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net. Jim says, uh, don't see how you can clean this up in the next seven days. Someone on the message board uh, on the blueandgold.com, our game thread, which is always an interesting place, people were taking stray shots at Chris Tyree, and I'm like, like just uh, again, interesting place. Um, people were saying like, if there's a year for Notre Dame to run the for, to just run the table and win this thing, it's this year. Does there seem to be a truly elite team right now? I mean, it's still very, very early in the season. I get it, but I mean, they're Ohio you know, State's not great. I haven't watched. I, great, I, great. I, I didn't watch anything. I've been swamped all day. I watched a little bit of game day. Um, earlier just to get hyped up with prime time and everybody. But I just saw the Florida State score. Florida, I mean, Boston College is as good as the 12 guys I could get down the street, and they almost beat Florida State today. Kansas State upset by Mizzou. I don't even know Mizzou played football anymore. They're like so deep in the bottom of the SEC. So you just never know. Uh, here's – oh, Ugga is up now. They were down 14-3 at halftime. Yeah, so Georgia's up 17-14. Michigan has – played those kids down the street that you're talking about Tim Florida state, not great. Texas. I mean, Texas has looked pretty good, but are they back? Um, I mean, how do you know if Alabama's three to three with South Florida, what does that tell you about? That's true. USC looks hot. And then you got to, and you got Ohio state in six Penn state. I don't think has really done. I don't think Penn state's played anybody. What about that team ranked number 21 Duke 38. I know they're playing Northwestern, but. They're they're smashing them, but no. So I mean, it just it's it's a. I mean, let let me just jump in on that because it's a great point, Mike. Because the quarterbacks who are who's Notre Dame playing once again? We talked about this the other night, you and I. The only game Notre Dame will go on the field this year is with someone better than Sam Hartman is Caleb Williams, bar none. They're going to go on the field next week. Sam Hartman is better than Kyle McCord. McCorda has an arm and he's got dudes on the outside. But this Ohio State offense, at least in the two games I've watched, like I said, we'll, I'll watch it tonight. Uh, I know they're playing Western Kentucky, which is a really good uh, uh, football pro, uh, team. They, those dudes sling it all over the place. So that'll be a great game to check out. And then um, it's Notre Dame can. I mean, seriously, next week's obviously the big game. If, if they beat Ohio State, Mike, oh, my God, they literally are going to go into every game outside ASC, but SC's at home. Where just like Notre Dame struggles in Los Angeles, SC has a long history of being top ten, top five, losing in South Bend, and uh, obviously that will be another crazy electric atmosphere, more than likely with game day coming to that game again. So you're right because Alabama's down, Georgia's down. I've only seen them a little bit as talented as Georgia is, 
people are talking about Notre Dame's offensive line struggles. Georgia is atrocious this year right now. They've had to replace so many. Same with Ohio State. They've had to lose – they lost three offensive linemen get drafted, and it's noticeable. They got – their left guard's going to be a first-round pick. He's a stud. But huge noticeable difference out there. Uh, Stover, the tight end, has been like their best go-to guy, and they're not going to beat Notre Dame just throwing to Stover as a tight end. The running backs have been a hodgepodge of rotation, so next week's a biggie. But you are right, Mike. If Notre Dame could get by the Ohio State lads from Columbus, Ohio – yeah, it's right in front of them. It is right in front of them because of Hartman, the experience, just bringing that to the offense this year. It's 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 noticeable. Yes. Tweet from tweet from Blue and Gold's Jack Sobel. Mitchell Evans is in concussion protocol. Wow. DJ Brown tweaked his hamstring a couple days ago and wasn't 100. percent So Notre Dame held him out today. So that's per Marcus Freeman in his post game press conference. So if you're wondering where those two guys were, there's your answer. Um, Tim, I have a question for you. Do you what? feel Go ahead. No, no, I was going to just just say something real quick because I know Mitchell Evans will be – obviously he's a starting tight end and all that. But if he's out another week, let's just say with a concussion, tell you what, man, sure, Sherwood could block. Yeah, that, he's a good that, player. He could block. And some guy that Mike said watch out for back on August 1st, Mr. Flanagan from yeah. the freshman. I would love to see the – I swear, he looked like he was out there 40 snaps today. So, obviously he's a freshman – Physical as could be, but with stays, you could always, I mean, you could always play a heck of a lot more 11 personnel against Ohio State if Evans is out, if his concussion's bad. So just throwing that out there, not to be too worried. Holden stays is a Holden stays is going to be a like uh, he's going to go in the top two rounds. That guy's legit. He is legit. <laughs> um, yeah, love Holden stays. Um, yes. him and him and Jaden Thomas, I got to see a lot. Because they're Atlanta kids yeah, on the street, yeah. Those offenses just did not get to feature them too much. So I was not. I told my Jaden Thomas story. Like I thought he was going to be a safety at Notre Dame. I did yeah. not see leading receiver kind of thing at Notre Dame. Yeah. I love his game. I am very glad I was wrong on him and stays. I I was pretty excited about, but he, oh my gosh, he looks fantastic. He's, oh yeah, uh, he looks better than I thought too. Um, yeah. this was a good thought from Ken here. He said, "Did." Um, did Hart really catch a pass or should that have been Tobias? So yeah, it says this Cam Hart right here for folks watching on YouTube. I'm guessing that was actually Tobias. So we're gonna give yeah. three for 91 then for Tobias. I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think Hart was doing what the the Colorado corners yeah. doing playing receivers. So well, yeah, yeah. Travis, ben, thank you, thank you for the uh, call out there. Okay, so my question to you, Tim, do you feel like Notre Dame just kind of looked? Past oh it did Tim freeze oh no Tim 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 all right I'm gonna I'm gonna remove Tim and then uh, he will come back um so let's see Tom says another game with zero sacks from the defensive line only sack I remember was Harper the defensive back. Uh, Jack Kaiser all also got credited with one sack. We'll get Tim Hyde back here in just a second, so I can ask him that question. Um, yeah, Kaiser led the way with ten tackles. How about how about Thomas Harper though, and how good he looked on those back-to-back plays where he almost had the sack, and then the next play he does go and get that sack force fumble. Now, how he got in that free on Central Michigan's poor quarterback for that hit. Is unbeknownst to me, um, but uh, that is what uh, that is what happened. Just shot him a text to see if he can rejoin. Uh, but uh, let's go through more of the comments. See uh, what you guys are saying. Tom also says Harper played amazing. He's doing pretty good in coverage um, as well. Anye, Jason Anye, defensive end, uh, forty-seven looks fantastic. Um, just really physically imposing and impressive um so uh yeah I, I will accept that 400 super chat and uh tim gets nothing of it. oh oh crap he, there he is oh hey, i didn't I'll mean control to the that. lead mike here you go i'll control the lead i'm back <laughs> okay my question for you tim sure do you feel like notre dame just kind of didn't respect central michigan and i gave you two two kind of reasons and then anything else you saw the 59 yarder 
that they attempted with Schrader. I get that they have seen him kick from kick 61 yarders, but you're not doing that against Ohio State, right? You're doing that to kind of give your kicker some confidence because you're playing Central Michigan. And also, do you notice the amount of like like I know Notre Dame's going to rotate a lot defensively, but it felt like more in that first half. I mean, Josh Burnham was playing in that first drive. I think it was like the third four players on Josh Burnham in there. He did that last week, by the way. He was okay. He did against NC State, which was surprising. Yeah, he went out there early last week. Yeah, Heinish. Right here. Uh, Heinish got in. Uh, yes, Chris Drake did play, but it just seemed to me that they were really leaning into some of these things. Do you think that? Do you think I'm wrong here? No, I mean, it, my biggest thing on with the defense is just. Number one, complete lack of, of focus. You could just – I think that goes back to just overconfident, blah. I mean, and don't forget Central Michigan's starting quarterback. Not that he's some all-Mac juggernaut. He's not, but they went with their backup. You know, it's 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 the energy. You play Dublin. You play in a historical black college for the first time. You go out and have fun. You go on the road last week. It's just, The Buckeyes are a couple hours away. You know what I mean? It slows type of mentality. They were – sluggish run fits were atrocious one play to me complete well complete lack of focus was uh marist he he just sitting there just staring in the backfield the guy cuts back right by him in the first half on one of their like 15 18 yard runs or whatnot on the outside for them that they had 80 yards rushing at halftime 80 yards rushing there's no way notre dame should have given up 80 yards rushing against those guys to me, that's just run fits. Guys just be like, ah, I don't care. I'm going to run around and just try and tackle a guy. I saw a little bit of that. Um, the one big pass that got him down there, you know, they were they blitz. And Xavier Watts is just staring in the backfield, doesn't even reroute the guy. He runs the seam right by him on a, you know, basically look like a zone blitz that they were running. But um, sluggish, once again, shut him out in the second half. They didn't rotate a lot in the second half. Those dudes were – those main starters were playing. But, yeah, the first half – I think they had the mindset of we're going to be up 35 nothing at halftime. Let's just rotate all these guys in. And it felt that way. The way they scored so fast, it, the game felt like it was 50-3 to three at halftime and it's 21-14. It was a weird half the way the, the flow went, especially Notre Dame on offense. Bob says this was the Stanford game last year. Difference was Hartman not allowing team to lose. You know, obviously I don't know, but it, it definitely seems like this weekend NC State, like, if you put the 2022 Notre Dame team out there for that, I think it's a different result. Lose or not lose, I don't know, but oh, they wouldn't have lost this game. That Central Michigan yeah. game, that they would not have lost this game. No, it may it have been, been closer. It have been sluggish or closer. Yeah, yeah. Hartman obviously hitting the bombs early, but that goes back to my point of of the defense, you know, in games like this, the reason why sometimes games are close, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of the sides, either the offense is punting machine or the defense is just sloppy. Mine's not right. Not fitting on runs, slipping on a, you know, a, a pass play and whatnot. But um, yeah, that's central Michigan. I mean, this was not a salty. This was not Marshall. I keep going back. That Marshall team was stacked. They won like nine games last year and top 10 on defense last year. So it's just a sloppy game going, you know, that that's the way I read, read this game after last week, this was the perfect opponent to play just like Tennessee state was after a Dublin trip. This was the perfect opponent to play packed in between a road trip and the South Bend Super Bowl. I've been calling. Yeah. Because they're not so bad. Yeah. You still have to work that. It's not, it's like, why are we playing this team? but they weren't good enough to actually give you a real challenge. Tim, I wrote in my notes. Is it bad that I kind of like that they struggled a little bit? It's a good little wake up. Like, hey, NC State had a nice little win there, but yeah. that you, you didn't win the Super Bowl there. No, I agree. You go back against Central Michigan, and it's like, oh, we need a lot to clean up and improve on. Um, oh, you know, yeah. Ohio State, so I, I, I like it. Um, no, Jay Carr right. says, my buddy, says we low-key suck against the Mac. I mean, honestly, you know, <laughs> my first year covering Notre Dame, the Irish blew out Bowling Green 52-0. That was a terrible Bowling Green team. But then you look at Toledo, Marshall, and Central Michigan. And, again, folks, this was, a, you know, what, 24-point win. 
it was a 35 point spread. So Notre Dame should have, you know, I think we all would agree this should have been more like a 41 7 kind of deal. Yeah. Offense, I thought, Tim, I mean, let's look at the drive chart. No, I hear you. I mean, Notre Dame's offense is just cruising. No, I got it right here. I know. Touchdown, I really touchdown, going... touchdown, 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 missed field goal. You had a three and out, halftime, touchdown, punt, field goal, field goal, touchdown. I mean, yeah. It's pretty, it's still pretty solid. No, and, and going back to your things to keep work, uh, getting worked on, I, I totally agree. They still some run, uh, run. I mean, the last three times they ran the ball, they got stuffed in the first half, and they got stuffed on a couple drives um, in the middle of the you know the third quarter as well. So going back to your point of, yeah, it wasn't an atrocious team. They still There are things to still clean up and work on. Central Michigan played good at times. They had, did a couple overload blitzes again against the run, which – you can't block eight guys sometimes and it's just impossible. But um, how about, how about we spend a minute Mike on uh, what might've been had Hartman's knee uh, turned into Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I mean, we haven't even talked about that yet. We're yeah. I, it yeah. was on my, on my talking points. Yeah. Tim. And if you don't mind, before we dive into that, go for it. Let's head over. To an amazing place, and that's Augie's locker room. Let's, let's just go over um, there because we, while we can't do the stream from inside Augie's, although that gives me a great idea uh, for the future, we will go there, um, you know, digitally and, and head to Augie's locker room. Um, dot com. Uh, look, folks, when you are in town for that Ohio State game next week or any time that you are in South Bend, you've got to make time for Augie's locker room. They have a wide uh, selection of Notre Dame stadium pieces, jerseys, helmets, autographs, and one-of-a-kind rock knee items. You can find exclusive Joe Montana signed items and famous sculptor Jerry McKenna's replicas uh, of the bronze statues around the stadium. And Augie gets new stuff in all the time. If he doesn't have it for you, just hit him up and ask him to go find it for you. Visit him at 1811 South Bend Avenue and see the vintage helmet display dating back to 1890. He's got some great stuff. You're going to want to check it out. So visit AugiesLockerRoom.com or give Augie a call at 574-277-6363, AugiesLockerRoom.com. I kind of like that he had that awkward moment. You know, I don't know what else to call it. It was scary, awkward, whatever, that fall. Yeah. I like that that next play that he went in. First snap after he had that that weird you know hit on him forty two yards to to Rico Flores Rico yeah Rico and uh yeah no no he came and did that the the one that I started getting a little nervous of was the two overthrows horrible passes to Great House uh, the one to the right one over the middle both over one over the middle it, it was. He was open. He, he, he was, was open. He was over his head. As but that, that's thats a normal thing. The great house, but still, it's four games in, and he's never done that. So oh, we're like, not, no, 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 no. I'm not whoa, seeing a misthrow by Sam Hartman. This is so strange. He must be injured. So, no, I'm saying because he, he wasn't putting probably enough weight down on his leg. Was he balanced enough? Was he overstriding? It, that's what started getting me nervous. Like, oh, okay. my God, don't tell me this thing is worse. And he's just out there trying to gut it out. Right. Which obviously, he shook it off. And you can see he, he was limping a little bit one time on the sideline. I think it was after those few passes. And then he came back. He looked fine. You know you know what I mean? I think it was that early just, you know, a couple throws. How does it feel? Those, you know, those types of things. No, it was like nervous. I was like, oh, my God. It was full on Aaron Rodgers. Because the way he looked, I was like, oh, God, this is a uh, nerve-wracking. But you're right. He came back, played basically the whole entire game until the last three minutes. So, yeah. you know, they're packing it in ice right now and uh, making sure nothing in there is deep. But that was um, you know, a heck of a game with over 300 yards. Uh, just just solid. How many touchdowns passes? I, I mean, did he have three? The one that stays, by the way, what a catch by Holden. Yeah. One handy. Yeah, grabs so that's 13, still no turnovers. You know, what just, was your pick 15 through yes. Yeah. I had, well, yeah, I had I had I had 15 by the four game mark, so I'm almost there. Okay. Almost oh. there. <laughs> gotcha. 
Yes, um, no interceptions, Chris says down here. Exactly. Still no, no interceptions. And that's been a, obviously a Hartman thing when he came aboard in January and broke down Wake Forest's offense and broke down Sam Hartman's game was, you know, he throw it up and have huge interception games, you know, knock on wood. It doesn't happen next Saturday night, but um, yeah, not, you know, none of that this year, which goes back to, I think it's the style of the offense outside of today. It's been more short 15 total. Cause he's got two. Rushers. Total. Yeah. He's got the, you two called rushers. that Tim. Nice. Yeah. Passing, but it's okay. I'll, 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 I'll take it. 15 total. I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. We will take it. I'm, I'm just scrolling Twitter. Uh, no, I hear you. Yeah. From the uh, from the post game presser, if anyone's asked about Hartman, um, but uh, seems to be okay. Um, five hundred seventy eight total yards again, three hundred thirty yards through the air on sixteen completions. It's- that is pretty darn good. Steve Angeli, I thought was just. Tr- I'm just kidding. Who did he hit for twelve? By the way, who is that? Oh, um, it was on a screen to Devin Ford. I was Ford? okay. Gotcha. Got, yeah, I was running up here to. Come and chat with everyone and, and roll from there. But I mean, that's the thing. See, we can sit here and nitpick as Notre Dame fans and oh, I should have done this. Like some guys are like, oh my God, how do you expect to stop Ohio State? Central Michigan scored 17. It's yeah, they won going away. Is, is it the game? Once again, Notre Notre Dame fans wanted this to be Tennessee State. Well, it wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't. So they still played a bunch of guys, they still got I mean, Flanagan played more than ever because of the Evans thing. Rico Flores played a lot more today than he has. Love got it was I think it was Jeremiah I think the second running back in today, so he was getting in there. Christian Gray, I've I've mentioned him the last couple of weeks. He is playing a lot in the first half of the games. You know, I'm yeah. not saying 30 snaps, but he is playing more. He's really coming along as that third corner yeah. from what it's looking like. Yeah, we we need to do on our Wednesday night show. We need to do a snap counts breakdown. Yes, especially with the freshmen, the young guys. I really want to get into that. All right, there we go. We'll do a freshman review. Yes, I like it. No, Tim. No, we're that. That sounds more like a bye week thing. We might have to fit in a second live show this week. We don't have a bye week until like three more months. The way this schedule's going, it's just going, 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 going until you get a break here. After I think it's after SC is is the first bye. So, and um. I mean, we'll, you know, we'll, you know, we'll figure it out. It, yeah, we'll, because we'll, we'll yeah, Wednesday night is all Ohio State. Yeah, uh, I'll have a good breakdown. Like I said, I've watched the game. I'll definitely, what is the score? Is it really four? It was like 17 to 10. Is it 42 to 10? I think I, uh, someone posted. I am sure. Ohio State has turned it up a notch. And uh, that will be fun film. 42-10 in the third. Yeah. This is a good film to watch for all the for all the Notre Dame fans to go out there and watch this team. Western Michigan's got a great quarterback, really good wide receiver. they got a good, good passing game. So this will be a, a fun one that uh, to break down and get into to compare it to Notre Dame, what Notre Dame's going to do next week. All right. Uh, some some comments. Uh, this was an interesting one from Ray. Can Mike and Tim admit that Sam Hartman is the real deal and that would be a different situation with Alabama QB Tyler Buckner? It would be a different situation because you have two different quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've been, I'll, I'll jump in there right away. Number one, I haven't watched a second of Alabama. I just saw the score that Mike posted. So I have no, no, no clue. I heard uh, Hart, oh, Hartman, geez, Louise. I heard Buckner was starting like late last night. Uh, you know, after the the Texas game, so I have no idea. I have no no clue. Can you say is Hartman the real? Once again, Hartman is. We we said Hartman was going to be the starter. We said Hartman was going to be the starter after the bowl game. That's why he he came in. And then, you know, we we I mean, we've had five hundred and six conversation on this. Hartman, what? Why Hartman is the real deal is the experience. Those were some of the arguments I know I had was experience letting guys develop and whatnot, but. Hey, I've mentioned this recently. I'm I'm just going to follow what Marcus Freeman does. It's his program, and that's the other thing. It's his program. It's his philosophy. He's going to do what he wants to do. So I'm listening to him. His favorite word in the dictionary is experience. He loves experience at quarterback. And when Hartman takes that first snap next week, everybody, it will be his 50th career start. 50 career starts. So he is bringing a lot of football knowledge to the table, and and it's I mean he it's showing. 
If he beats Ohio State, he is a he is locked to go to New York City because Notre Dame's not going eight four. I mean, this be real. They beat the Buckeyes. He's locked to go to Ohio State. Tim, they, how great. They I beat one of us predicted that. That would. Oh, I know, great. I know. And they beat if they beat SC. I've said it, man. If they're eight and zero, Mike going into the bye, it's, it's Sam Hartman's Heisman to yeah. lose. I mean, let's just okay. be honest and real about all this. But a lot of football to be played. Let's so be that. I think that's Tim's good coach speak answer. I will give you just my Mike Singer sound off. I thought Hartman was the real deal. I mean, I I have been the conductor of this Hartman this train for. I mean, I I predicted him to be a Heisman finalist in for Notre Dame. Did I say eleven and one? Yeah, you said eleven and one. You said I think I even said make the playoff at eleven and one. Um, but regarding Buckner, listen. Great kid, really enjoyed to get to know him in the recruiting process. And I mean, the family's fantastic, really good talent. Junior tape for Tyler Buckner, the best tape I think I've ever seen. Like, or at least the most entertaining. It's freakish. Freakish, right? Terrible competition, but the tools, freakish. Yes. I don't like coming out and being overly negative on people because that's just not my personality um and i also don't like burning bridges that's just me but i'm pretty now outspoken and i think i have been since maybe the marshall game last year buckner ain't it buckner ain't it man this was a tweet from Book Brooks Austin. Um, he covers uh, Georgia, and I know him just from going to different high school games and seeing him. He said this was from September 15th, so this was before the USF game. He says, Tyler Buckner was an extremely promising prospect at one point, then something completely changed in his throwing mechanics. Watch the junior tape. He's a top 100 player. Then showed up to the Elite 11 with a new and atrocious motion then there's the college turnover issue. Bottom line, he's talented, but he's been on a downward trend in performance and development. Still like Milro running the ball with the deep play action games, the deal, ideal offense. And then he even has like a screen grab. Um, you know, his, his release went from this super fluid and loose motion to this, this stiff reach release. This is less than ideal to say the least. Um, Tim, I've talked about that Elite 11 and how awful that was. I mean, there absolutely was some kind of change. And it just, it, it uh, he just has not been the same in my opinion. So we can talk about the whole building from the future thing. But like I told you several months ago, Tim, Notre Dame feels, okay. I, I think I said this back in like January, February. Notre Dame felt that it had a team with Sam Hartman that can go to the college football playoffs and win a game. I don't know about win the whole damn thing, but they felt we can make the playoffs and win the thing. And I think through four games, of course, Ohio State's the biggie. Tim's been telling me that since I think I was born. Tim was yelling to my mom, Ohio State 2023, Singer, you better be there. Yes. But I think through four games, we can kind of see like what Notre Dame has seen. Not only like how good Hartman can be for them, but also, guys, Buckner ain't it. So, and it goes, it it goes back to an, an experienced quarterback. Why is Hartman here? Because of all the reps. I mean, let's just be really honest. It's the reps. It's the playing time over the course, and that's why he is what he is. Because he he's played, he's played a lot. He played yeah, for a really good. 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 Oh no, no, exactly. Of course, he's I'm not saying he's a bomb. He's very good. Yeah. Lawson and those guys developed him. Look what they did with him. So he came to Notre Dame ready to go. It's almost okay. like Notre Dame's gotten out of his way and said, hey, go run these plays, go do it. And he is doing it outstanding. He is having a heck of a season. You Still can't... a new offense. I mean, Freeman said that when he came here, it was a struggle. Um, oh, yeah, it's, it's a new offense. But his experience of – Throwing out routes, curls, whatever, fades, seam routes. Those are still a quarterback being a quarterback. Yeah. He's done all this right here. You can have experience, but you need talent. He's like, he's a very just talented. He's a heck of a college quarterback. Yes. He's had a great college career. When he is done with Notre Dame and he keeps doing the things like the path that he's on, he is a heck of a college quarterback without a doubt. I'm not going to say anything opposite that. 
He's had a heck of a college career. Yeah. He has. Um, Tim, Andrew says they really miss Bertrand. What'd you see from the Notre Dame linebackers today? Just sloppy. Not not good run fits. Once again, a lack of focus in that first half. It, it just goes back to the first half. Second half, they came out and did a heck of a job. Obviously, shut them out. First half was just sloppy. Just, I'm Notre Dame. I'm going to run over you. Make plays. You're going to punt every three plays. And it didn't turn into that. So it was just run fits and a lot of sloppiness is what it looked like to me. Okay. Um, there's another comment here that I wanted to pop up. Um. I think it was from Tom. Okay, we could win the whole damn thing if we get a pass rush developed in time. Yeah, listen, the defense, I think we kind of, it, it, it's going to be, a, I, I, I don't think the defense is going to improve dramatically. I think it's a good defense, but I think they're going to be sloppy. And the pass rush is just not going to be an elite pass rush. But Notre Dame has had much better defenses in recent years, right? But the struggle's been the offense, so you're, you're going to have to outscore some guys or, or outscore some teams with, with, with your guys, and I think Notre Dame can do that now. So I think that's kind of the big difference. You know, um, yeah, 40 straight – or excuse me, four straight games, 40-plus points. Um, so that that's kind of the encouraging thing um, for me, Tim. Um, oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, they – I mean, played sloppy today and still put up 600 yards of offense nearly and 40 some odd points. And they left points on the, on, on the field, you know, without finishing a few things, but uh, Hey, you know what? They're, they're going into next week, an extremely confident football team. They got, you know, they got Sam Hartman at quarterback. Let's that is going to be one of the big keys next week. He's going to have to play lights out. He's going to have to be Money. He is because the Buckeyes have different dudes. We all know that. I don't care what anyone says. They have different guys. They know they break on the ball a lot faster than what Notre Dame has seen the last four games. So he's going to have to come 50 games, boom, use all that experience. And he's going to have to just put Notre Dame on his back next week and go win it. I I, I truly believe that's what, what it's going to be. Audrey Gestimay, 20 attempts, 176 yards. Touchdown. Also had that one get called back due due to a holding call. I believe it was on holding the stays. The hurdling we saw a couple times from Estime. Anything you can say on that young man that we haven't said yet, Tim? No, he's outstanding. I mean, he's been. I mean, I said this. I said I've I've mentioned Ohio State more than anything, and I think I've mentioned Audrey Estime needs to be the twenty twenty one Kyron Williams. I think I've mentioned that the second most since january and that was him today he was the bell cow 20 carries yeah he looked like man he looked like jerome bettis more than any game ever today he he looked outstanding so a uh, heck of a ball game he's had a great two years and just he's gonna get he's a guy he's a guy that needs to i mean he's gonna play a lot next week i don't think we're gonna be seeing there's if Payne goes in there on third and two i'm gonna just i'm not gonna be happy he needs to play 25-plus carries, and he's got to be in there a ton next week because you're not going to beat the Buckeyes rotating four or five running backs. You're not. So he's got to be the dude next week. Tweet from Bloom Gold to Tyler Horka. Audrick Estime has 63 carries for 521 yards and five touchdowns for Notre Dame uh, in the 4-0 start. Now, he is the NCAA's leader in rushing yards, but I think he's played two more games than some other teams, right, that haven't played this week. And, of course, Notre Dame played week zero. But – uh, I think if you do like yards per game, like he's he's still like might be even number one or something. So, um, yeah, uh, Audrick Estime has been fantastic. Um, Peacock, Tim, how was it for you? That's fine. This the, I had good internet. The stream works good. Commercial break. I take notes. Check on the kids. Uh, I mean, it's, I mean, it's fine. It's, you know, you hit the button, Mike, and it says watch now and you watch now. I don't, don't, don't get me going, Mike. It it was fine. Heck of a game, heck of a broadcast. I have no issues. I mean, if if anyone complains about Peacock, do they not go to Netflix and have to click on a button on an app? So, yeah, mine did have like a weird cutoff, but I, I don't know. That was one time for like, I think maybe a half a play or something. Yeah. 
I mean, are people not? I mean, I, know I think the numbers are they not going up? You got they're putting five Big Ten games a week on it. It seems like people so. got to understand. It's not like there's Peacock and NBC in terms of the broadcast. It's the same people, the same equipment. I mean, it's just one just gets put on Peacock to make NBC more money, and one gets put on NBC. Um, I did have a weird issue. Go ahead, Tim. No, I was going to say 12 seconds. I have, Mike, I, I mean, knock on wood, my friend. I have never had these buffering issues for multiple minutes. Mine just plays. So if I have buffering, it's me rewinding it for a minute to catch up, and it's just catching up to a live stream. So, hey. I just love, I I love like 98% of the comments on Peacock are just Peacock sucks. Peacock sucks. Peacock was the worst. It was horrible. Peacock sucked. Peacock sucked. Like 98% are like that. And and then you don't really don't get too many like explanations. Um, Peacock was a solid 30 seconds behind guys. That's streaming. Like that's just, that's, that's how this works. Like if you don't have cable, like peacock is not cable it's just behind i did have a situation on peacock when i'm watching it on my roku on my tv where it's cutting out when i watch sports and it like it's very laggy but then i just use my tv like my smart tv's peacock app instead of the roku and it worked perfect so i don't well, know that's what i do i go to the actual app on on mine and yeah no issue yeah, so that's what i did it worked fine yeah. but before i was using the roku um so yeah, hey, but uh, you know what? Kevin says Peacock, Peacock still sucks. So <laughs> I, love Kevin, I appreciate the analysis, my friend. Hey, one um, thing I took a note on real quick, just going back to the offense and Hartman and obviously Coach yeah. Parker was, yeah, one of my stickies I did, just very aggressive today. Obviously, it could be the opponent. Uh, a, a lot of first down passing today, a lot more than we, we've seen all season. So they were very aggressive, and I think that was my of just trying to jump up and get on these guys, but – even in the second half, we saw a bunch of first down passing. So, you know, it's going to be a man. Those guys are going to, those guys aren't going to get a lot of sleep this week because they know what next Saturday is. So I wish those coaches well. They are going to be working 20 hour days this week and uh, getting ready for that ball game. Yeah. Mr. 2.0 says there's no reason it needs to be that behind just because it's streaming. Listen, I don't know. I don't make the rules. I'm just telling you that that is live streaming or literally everything like that's just how streaming works when you don't have a like they're streaming and then there's like a cable box right like with all the wires and stuff cable box is only like gonna be a few seconds behind live to like the live actually what's happening inside the stadium but that's just what streaming is so i i, I don't know what to tell you so um yeah how do you know if it's behind if you're watching the streaming right so i have no idea they're behind uh half a play so but I'm well, people are on Twitter. That's the thing. People are on on Twitter seeing the live tweets, and it's honestly more than thirty seconds. I think it's more like a minute sometimes. Okay, uh, right. but uh, yeah, yeah. See, like, like John, I know John right here. Who cares if it's thirty seconds behind? High five to you, John. Yeah, like I know you and Goolsby will like literally be twenty minutes behind sometimes. I'm like, cool. Well, then- I'll be like entering the fourth quarter, and <laughs> Tim is like. Just ended the first quarter. I'm like, oh my gosh, Tim, are you gonna so be able to get I'm catching up? I'm catching up and I'm breaking down some uh, old line stuff if I'm going back to look. But uh, real quick, you know, no, another little thing, you know, just heading into the next week. You know, we mentioned a little bit earlier, just you know, the offensive line getting yep. ready. Uh, you know, Spindler. I mean, Coogan's been outstanding, by the way. He he's played really good football for a guy who's never started a game, so he's been a Big, big, pleasant surprise for the season. You know, Alt's been himself, you know, outside of Zeke getting – he got bull rushed so bad once last week. But outside of that, he, I think he's been really efficient. Fisher, I think, has been up and down just because the expectation. But then you go to his pro football focus grade where they're breaking down his grades and whatnot. He's in the, with the top eight, I think, in Notre Dame for, for grades. So he's done a lot. I think it's the expectations on him of – that guy's got to go look like McGlinchey or Stanley or guys of that nature with the the pass. But Fisher's played a lot a lot more good football plays than bad plays, and um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a battle heading in the next week. And then just another thing, real quick, yeah, Rocco got destroyed. Yeah, the Hartman leg was Rocco just it's setting his feet, and that's a and that's always been a Rocco thing as as the, as the coaches have always talked about is just his footwork moving, 
I mean, he'll run. I mean, there's some run blocks today where he's just literally pancaking guys backwards. He's so big and strong. It is the footwork. And number 51, Mr. Hall from Ohio State is a tear. And he destroyed Notre Dame last year. So that's going to be the matchup next week. Sorry, I keep talking about Peacock. I'm reading chat and, and oh, are you? like, let's talk ball. Um, <laughs> you guys know I love soccer, right? At, you know, one of my my teams playing at they started at five. I haven't watched a second of it. Once I'm done with this, I'm gonna you know edit another video and, and then watch the game. I will be like two hours behind. I just don't know what's going on because I'm not checking the live things. So don't look at it. Don't look okay. at it. You know, whether I'm the hour, it, it doesn't matter. Just don't check the live. Anyways, um, Tim, two more things that I, yeah. I wanted to talk about uh, from the chat. Roberts asked, did Parker and Golden play a somewhat vanilla in this game, not to show the Buckeyes too much? Emphatic no, right? Like, I mean, they put four games on tape. They're not – this isn't preseason NFL – Right, the, uh, you you can't do that in college football. No, I mean they're. I mean, my God, they ran, they ran a Blake talking about putting something new on film. A Blake Fisher tackle wrap up the gut. They haven't run that. They ran a bunch of buck sweeps today. A little bit more uh, motion with Tyree this week. Heck, they they went. It's basically a form of unbalance on the on the rush by Jaden Thomas. He's the Ballinger receiver who's off makes him. You know, uh, bigs makes it an unbalanced formation, goes in motion, rips off what a 10, 12 yard run that they hadn't shown that. They did a handful of things today. And on defense, they just did what they did. They played their four man front, they played their nickel. Their two backers played a lot of nickel. If anything, they, you know, then they situated, they had a handful of three backer sets at times today. I noticed it was, it was Sneed, Maris, and I saw a Kaiser out there. Bowen got in on a few. But then, man, I'm telling you, as soon as you get third down and five plus, bam, it's six DBs. They're going dime. Yeah, and they've done that four straight games. They did it again today. I don't think there's anything new. You know, maybe I mean, obviously, there could be a little random blitz in anything, so they could bring another free safety from 22 yards away and drive everyone nuts. But um, the outside of that, the defense is the defense. It's about those guys making plays. And they, and they just got to get some pressure. Where's Jordan Batello? So Batello, I have not been a big fan of Baptiste. He made more plays today against Central Michigan. But NC State, I thought he got stuffed a ton last week on pass rush. So there's going to be some dudes on D that really need to rally up. Uh, and then uh, lastly, Potatoes O'Brien said lots of penalties again today, Tim. Oh, it yeah. wasn't. Uh, yeah. I mean, some of the refereeing decisions. I mean, refereeing, I think, is. I, I usually don't complain about it. Because I feel like it, it's all going to even out. Yeah. But, but it's just bad in general. Like, referee estimate getting tackled a yard behind the first down. They give him the first down. I'm like, oh, my God, that's atrocious. Even the Central Michigan quarterback, I thought he scored on the one. The ball's on the white. His knee's down. They don't give it to him. They eventually score a few plays later. But it was, uh, yeah, some weird stuff. I have no idea. It's just it's crazy sometimes, you know, what happens. There's like a phantom PI they call on one of the guys. I forget wherever my note is. It's um, it is what it is. Hopefully we get we get a uh, you know, a NCA playoff crew next week coming to, into uh, South Bend. Yeah. Yeah, see, <laughs> you know, and another thing, real quick, going back to Hartman, like Adam just posted, you got to beat SC Ohio State. Exactly. We've said that. Sam Hartman's not going to New York if Notre Dame goes nine and three. It's yeah. I mean, no quarterback is going there unless you're man, you know, oh Manziel, they were 10 and two. But there's not there's no quarterbacks in this day and age that's going to New York yeah. City, nine and you, three, nine and eight and four. It's not happening. Well, yeah. I mean, Robert Griffin did. I think that Baylor team like yes. eight and four, nine and three. Call, yes. But some very unique circumstances. And he was like electrified with guys and just how electrified. Yeah, they yeah. were. I don't think Hartman's doing that. No, no. I don't think like I, I don't I just don't think that that's oh, no if if Notre Dame is six and two at the bye, yeah, the Hartman for Heisman shirts are gonna be on eBay. I mean, let's be honest, they're they're going for 13 cents. No one no one cares. If they're yeah, if they're six and two, they're getting ready to go to the Gator Bowl fighting for that type of a berth. So oh, folks, that's, that's what's gonna happen. Folks, please do hit the thumbs up, of course, on this video. Uh, subscribe to our channel for more content. 
Um, Goolsby texted me back and said, uh, we're 7 p.m. Eastern time for the Goolsby show tomorrow. NFL game, Mike. Complete honesty. <laughs> Dolphins played 820. We're going to kick some Tim Hyde's Patriots ass. Uh, it's going to be great. Um, Tim, if the Patriots win, just let's just let's just make a deal. We what's, won't talk until Monday. What's the line, by the way? Come on, give me one of your odds. It's like three. I think the Dolphins are like a three-point favorite. Okay, so it's a little uh little field goal game. So yeah, two and a half dolphins. So Tim, let's just not talk until Monday. Just let's just give 24 hours Monday night. Just give 24 hours. Uh, because I will not want to hear from you if the Patriots win. I got you. Um, but um, yeah, final thoughts, Tim, or should I say first thoughts on Ohio State week? How you feeling? Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be wild. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm really, really, really excited. I I love. I mean, Mike Goolsby's gonna be there. I can't wait for him to chat about. It. He was at Clemson last year, so I'm gonna go with the Goolsby luck. He brought it last year. Can he bring it again this year? When you know, going to a game. I tell you, Notre Dame has a legitimate shot. Notre Dame's got a good football team. They got an experienced quarterback. They got they got to find a you know. This is gonna be one of those interesting things. I, I believe, you know, because people are going to be like, well, how are you going to cover Harrison? Hart, Hart and Benjamin Morrison could play. So they're going to run with them. I don't think they're going to be nervous Nelly dropping eight and things of that nature. They, I don't think they need to. So, you know, I'll watch more film and get into it. But the atmosphere is going to be awesome. It's going to feel like USC in 2005. It is. It's got, you know, Clemson, it's too bad it was COVID. But even the, that, that crowd was crazy with the students. The, the energy that game is going to be. This is going to be up there. This, if Notre Dame wins, if Notre Dame wins, it's it'll be the biggest home game I think since you know the night. You know, I mean, Clemson was number one. That's tough to say. Clemson, I know Trevor didn't play and all that stuff, but it's, it'll be, it'll be up there. Something about oh, it being I, Ohio I, State, though, Tim. What's that? Something about it, it being Ohio State. Oh, exactly, and that's the other thing. It's not just. Yeah, it's it's going to be Ohio State. What are they? Five or six? They'll probably be you know top five, whatever it is coming in here. Notre Dame's nine. They may move up one. It's going to be a clash. It's going to be awesome. It it is. It's going to be a heck of a football game. That's why I've called it the Super Bowl in South Bend. It's going to be electric. Notre Dame can win this game. And as we log off here in the next few seconds, I truly believe Notre Dame is going to win by. Is going to win this football game. Okay. I don't know a score yet, Mike. But Friday. after watching film, I was I was like, Ohio State's good. I got a lot of respect for those guys. I truly believe Notre Dame's going to pull this thing out. They're going to find a way to win this thing by one. Yeah, I like uh, I like Notre Dame to beat Ohio State too. I think um, it's going to be low scoring. I will say that I do not think there's going to be a lot of points in this game. Okay, Ohio State's defense is fast. I'm talking fast. Twenty-one seventeen Notre Dame or something like that. Yeah, it's going to be my, – my oh, that's interesting you said that. My prediction, when we did our prediction, I had Ohio State, I think I said 21-17. So I'm definitely – so Notre Dame's jumped five points with me so far to take the one-point advantage. Look at that. All right. Well, that's going to do no. it. Again, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern time It's the plan. I'll, I'll make sure with Mr. Goolsby tomorrow. Um, but uh, Goolsby will talk about this game, then preview Ohio State's. Um, Monday, 3 p.m. Eastern time, Tyler Horka, Darren Pritchett show, uh, Ghouls being, or excuse me, uh, Hyde and I will be back Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern time, uh, Friday around lunchtime. Uh, we'll have our final thoughts, observations, and prediction video for you guys to watch. And then Saturday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time, Notre Dame versus Ohio State. Tim, you got to pinch yourself that the game's only seven days away? Oh, seriously, man. I, hey, I love – I've, I've coached in some games, man, or places rocking. Obviously, Mike's going to be on tomorrow night. He's, I mean, he's beaten two huge Michigan games, the upset in Tallahassee, the, obviously the pick six Goolsby game, and Rocky Top beating a top 10 Tennessee game. So, yeah, Mike's been, I mean, Mike's been a part of beating top 10 teams. So, can't wait to hear him talk about it tomorrow night. But, uh, oh, man, I'm, I'm fired up. I love Notre Dame football, especially when they're, it's at, at this stage. I mean, we're talking about two of the, three, four greatest programs in the history of college football getting together. And I sure hope game day is going to be there next week. And, you know, I hope the NBC crew is going to be there and hype up their pregame show and do all that stuff. So no, they'll, they'll do, you know, the, 
the Michigan versus Illinois. you know you you know uh, uh, Florida Southeastern Tech. No, it is a Big Ten game now, right? It's NBC. It's it's yeah. Oh, they're going to be there, but but uh, you know the game day guys. I mean, when game day's there, obviously it's a little extra, yeah. a little extra hype on campus. And um, yeah, South Bend is going to be buzzing. It's going to be electric, and I can't. I, I mean, seriously, I can't wait to read Hork, uh, Jack. I can't wait to read their reports during the week. You know, boots on the ground, checking out what South Bend's like. So I'm really excited. All right. So please do read their stuff at blueandgold.com. And when you're in town, head to Augie's Locker Room, 1811 South Bend Ave. Um, yeah, Augie's Locker Room. So please do that. Uh, when do we hear where ESPN is going? Um, tonight. It should be tonight. And I'm yeah. sure when that is announced, and if it is Notre Dame, we will have the article at blueandgold.com. So please do check it out. We're signing off, Tim. Great stuff today, Notre Dame fans. Um, you guys showed up and were fantastic in the live chat. Hit that thumbs up if you're watching live or watching back. Podcast audience, appreciate you as well. Leave us a good review if you liked the show, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. And then, uh, yeah, please check out blueandgold.com. In the meantime, 7 p.m. Eastern time, Sunday night, uh, myself and Mike Goolsby will talk some Notre Dame ball. See you, everybody. Have a good night.